listening to Power Tools for Parents. Parenting is tough, and often we feel like we don't have the right tools for the job. Listen as three of Legacy Christian Academy's division counselors and, and occasional outside guests discuss compelling parenting topics and give you practical, effective tools for your parenting toolbox. Welcome to Power Tools for Parents. We're so glad you joined us again. Um, we are here today to talk about what can be a very tricky subject, discipline. But before we get into it, let me just welcome my friends. I got Lana Sneer over here to my left. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Doing good. 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 And Kristen Gordon, our lower school counselor. Hey. Yeah. So we're all we're all um, ready to go here on a Monday morning to bring you another episode. And I should mention Lana's our middle school counselor, but I feel like you're famous, Lana. They are <laughs> <laughs> <Our> infamous. <laughs> yeah. They all know who Dr. Lana's there. And Kristen, Kristen, who um, does an amazing job with our early ed and lower school. And we also have a special guest today. It's a happy day here. It is Fox a happy House, day. Uh, Power Tools for Parents. And um, that is Bethany McMillan. And many of you know her as your lower school vice principal. She's just knocked it out of the park. Yes. I hear, I've heard so many great things about Bethany. So I'm jealous I don't get to work with her too, Kristen. Come on down. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, And what you may not know about Bethany, or you may, if you're new to Legacy, you might realize she was the past Legacy librarian. Um, she was also a lower school teacher in public school. Uh, Bethany writes a lot, and her stuff is just amazing. I've read a lot of it. Uh, she writes... Um, a blog, and she posts some on her website, which is bethanymcmillan.com, but lately she's been posting more, she said, on her church's women's ministry uh, site, and that's with Frisco First Baptist. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and Bethany is also mom to a fabulous upper school young man that I've gotten the privilege to know, and so Bethany kind of has run the gamut of all ages. It's true. We've been here a while. Yes, you (laughs) have, and um, another fun fact that uh, that we found out is that Bethany was a radio host in college. (laughs) It was many, many moons ago. The equipment was not nearly this, like, small. Like, back then, it was, like, the whole room. Oh, I'm sure it was. was Like, you used, like, actual cassette tapes and stuff. Was it a talk show, or were you, like, the DJ? Were you, like, in there, like, you know, spinning the vinyl? (laughs) So, it was actually both. So, um, my original college degree is in mass communications and public relations. And so, as part of my mass communications, degree, you had to be on the radio for at least a semester, and then you also had to do some TV broadcasting. And so um, I did part of the morning show, and then you had to host like so many each week. So it was an alternative station um, oh. for West Texas A&M University <laughs> when many years ago, um, home of the Buffs, in case... Okay, and this was before I transferred to Baylor. So this was my first two years of college. And so I'm sure um, all of those things have been destroyed since then. (laughs) (laughs) You can only hope. (laughs) I hope they've all been destroyed (laughs) since then. But Uh, there's probably people out there right now Googling. Yeah, of course there are. (laughs) Go find it. Bethany and the boss. (laughs) (laughs) But what we do know, Bethany, is you have a hidden talent. So see, we were were wise when we chose you (laughs) for this podcast. We somehow knew. The Lord told us. that we truly are glad you're here. Thank you. Uh, thank you for agreeing to jump on and share some of your wisdom concerning discipline. Uh, discipline discipline can be tricky, 
And we, um, I was talking with Kristen earlier today, and she said, you know, it feels like one of those areas where we just wish we had a manual. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, this is so true. So the more we talk about it, hopefully we can share some tips and some tools with you today that you'll be able to take away. And um, so we need you, Bethany. We need your wisdom. <laughs> this morning and um, I'm going to let you kick it off Lana and we're just going to ask Bethany we're just going to ask you a few questions and sounds great yeah okay thank you again for for being here Bethany so as we get to kind of dig into this uh, maybe if you could give us an overview or what are the some of the key components for effective discipline sure that's such a, a huge question and it's something that I feel like each parent struggles with in each stage of their kiddo's life mm-hmm. and even to the point of um with each one of their kids. I think it looks different um, for each child. And so um, I think one of the things that we have to be really, really careful with is that um, we're consistent. Not that we're consistent in the fact that it's the exact same consequence, exact same rule Mm. every single moment, but that we're consistent with what they need at that particular time. You know, I'm thinking about um, if, um, if, if a child was to get in the car and, you know, kind of do that thing where they like throw their backpack in and they give a big huff and, you know, all of these sorts of things. As parents, we have to be consistent in that that's not the way we enter a car. That's not the way we enter the conversation. But we need to vary that consistency with what we know is happening at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they're getting in the car after school and you already know that they're really hungry at 3 o'clock, then mm-hmm. instead of saying, that is not the way we get in the car, you might say, like, hey, did you eat your snack? during?" You know? right. And so I think that it's consistent, but it has to be an awareness right. of what we're asking our kids mm-hmm. to do. Um, and then just making sure that, um, you know, we remember that our kids are human also. And so I think sometimes as parents, we, we have these expectations of how they're going to act, and we have these expectations about what they're going to do, but we forget that they're just as human as we are and that they are walking um, in a in a human, uh, in human feelings and human emotions, just like we are. And so if we expect that they get into the car and we, they greet us, you know, like humans Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not with a huff and a backpack throw, Mm -hmm. um, then we also have to, um, we have to put ourselves in their shoes and we have to think about, um, what all has happened. Um, there was a situation, um, I, I, I will say, I do, I feel like I do have a good son. I, d- I do like you him do. very much. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, we had a situation in the fall where he got in the car and was just in a mood. And I was like, rah, 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 you know, blah, 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 just kind of on him a little bit. And Jerry was like, he just lost a football game. Like, mm. slow your roll. Like, yeah. right. he's all yeah. up in his head right now, you yeah. know. And so I think when we, when we give our kids the opportunity to be human for us as well and to make mistakes and know that we do have high expectations, but at the same place, we have a lot of grace and we're a soft space for them yes. to, to fall when they don't meet that expectation. I think that's super important. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And I love that part that you're saying, you know, it's like, know your kid, know the context that they're walking, Absolutely. but also have, you know, an awareness of like, what's, you know, what's going on in their day and how you're going to handle that, but be consistent in in handling it or addressing it in some form. Absolutely. And I feel like sometimes, you know, we have this idea of like, we have all of these rules in our head that mm. we're trying to get our kids to follow. But right. really, if we just break it down to the fact that um, we want them to strive to follow Jesus's Jesus as mm-hmm. example, and we want them to love and we want them to serve and we want them to um, give grace and we want them to receive grace, all of those things 
um, then it becomes less about the rules that yes. maybe they're breaking and yep. more about the heart behind what's really happening mm-hmm. um, and the relationship between not only ourselves and our children, but also our children and their heavenly father. That's so good, Bethany. And I I love that you're, you know, that's just such a cool concept that it's really more about the heart than the rules. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we are like the Pharisees, you know? Um, So yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I like that consistency with awareness. Um, And then I heard a lot of, you know, grace and unconditional love um, realizing they're humans. So so great words there. Um, another question we had kind of as a team, how does discipline evolve as the child grows? So can you speak to that a little bit? Because we have parents of, you know, all ages listening. So sure. what, what might it look like in the early years versus, you know, then you have your son. So what does that look like as it as they grow? Absolutely. So I think when, um, you know, there's a there's an old adage where you talk about or the the speaker or the writer I can't remember exactly where I heard it but they talk about how it's really a process of letting go as mm-hmm. they are growing and so when they're young you really are focusing on um, how to be human how to be a Christ follower how to go to school every day what do you do at home and what how are all of those things and you're really um, you're really teaching at that point mm-hmm. um, they don't um, they don't grow up knowing exactly how to do those things. We have to really form them and mold them and teach them. And then we start we we start to step away, and then we become a guide a guide on the side where we're mm-hmm. um, giving them information. Um, we're there to talk to. We're there to have conversations with, so that then eventually we can step away even farther, yes. and we can become um, just a friend who's walking. Um, along the path with them and we're um, maybe giving advice when they ask for it yes um, or yeah. um, maybe saying um, would you like some advice yes <laughs> <laughs> about how to deal with this um, right. would you like me to help you out with this um, so that when they eventually leave and this is a step that I haven't gotten to yet but that I'm hoping um, mm-hmm. will go smoothly um, is that by the time they leave call for college or leave, fly the nest, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that they are able to make those decisions and um, have that awareness and have that discipline all on their own. Because we've given the discipline that we think of as far as consequences, then they will have internalized it so that it becomes their own disciplines. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yep, for sure. That's the hard part, isn't it? it the is. letting go. It is. Um, <laughs> and then it's hard to know when to let go, you know. Parents, Absolutely. Parents and when to step all, back yeah, in when and to, when to, yeah. you know, because I think, I mean, I'm thinking about, again, I'm thinking about my own son, but, you know, there are, there are, there are many ways in which he's mature and able to make lots of um, decisions and things on his own. He's really able to do some things independently, but, you know, he is still a part of our home and he does still make mistakes as we all do. And there are times whenever you have to step in as a parent and say, like, I'm watching you navigate this and you're not navigating this well. Right. So let me help you right. um, to navigate that. Right. So they do still need us. 100%. Yeah. Okay, Kristen, yes. what do you have for Bethany? You've just had such vast and varied experiences. And so my question was, how has your view of discipline changed through the different positions you've had? Oh, I love this question. Okay, so I started teaching um, before, uh, actually, here's a funny story, but I found out that I was having a baby on my 
first day of in-service oh, in wow. my first year of teaching. <laughs> and so um, I was teaching before I was really um, thinking about what that would look like as a parent. Um, and so, of course, when we're all, when we're, when we're in that new stage, we, we tend to say things like, my child would never. Yes. <laughs> my child would never, <laughs> ever mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. these things. And it's like, um, it's like that, um, not that God like changes like and makes that happen, but then later he's like, actually, they will do that. And then let me teach you about your own walk with the Lord Mm -hmm. through that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that was absolutely me, 100%. I would, you know, watch other children and think, like, this child that I'm carrying will never do that. Um, (laughs) This precious (laughs) precious child. Um, He will never make mistakes like that. Um, And I think, um, so learning about, learning that has definitely been a process that I've been through. But um, as far as um, my view of discipline, I used to think, Almost that, um, two things, that every child could be disciplined in the same way mm-hmm. and that it would be the same degree of effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to also think that if you have a relationship with them, then you won't necessarily need to discipline them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, those were both very erroneous mm-hmm. um, in that, what I mentioned earlier, every single child is different and what works on one day may not work the next day. Um, you know, when, um, as an assistant principal, there are days that I have conversations with a student um, who might be struggling with something and it really hits home. They're like, oh, this makes sense. Like, I can I can learn from this. I can grow from this. And then the very next day, I have that same kind of conversation <laughs> with them and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, this is a totally foreign concept. And I think that that's true. I think that that's really been my biggest area of growth is being able to step back and look at the individual child, look at the individual situation, um, figure out what has changed from the last time I talked to them until now. Because when they walk back into my office on that second day, I don't know what has happened in the evening from the right. time they left until they came back. And so um, just really, um, I think my my discipline strategy has become much more about questions mm-hmm. than about um, rules and consequences. It's become more restorative yeah, um, as opposed to um, – this is why you behave because this is what we said mm-hmm. sort of situation that I feel like at the beginning of my teaching career, that's kind yeah. of what I thought, if that makes sense. Yes. And our kids are so blessed by that. Oh, thank oh, you. So well, and good. I love yeah. how that speaks to the heart because so often when we think discipline, we think I'm addressing behavior. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I want to curb the behavior, mm-hmm. shape the behavior, mold the behavior. And I think that we, we miss the part of there's a heart involved and the, the behavior you see is a reflection of that. So 100%. I love that you're saying, you know what, you shift towards questions because mm-hmm. questions provide you access to the heart Absolutely, what's going on. Absolutely. Oh. And so many times, um, especially I think about the, um, the children that I work with right now, their perception of what happened is sometimes, once I put, put myself in put myself in their perception, it totally changes my idea of what was even right. happening at that time. Mm-hmm. Because I think, um, you know, we can look you can look out across the playground and we see like this 20-second interaction between these two kiddos, but there's really this entire backstory of what has happened, sure. um, whether it's things that are said or the way things were perceived or, you know, they, um, you know, looked at me funny two weeks ago and so this is my, you know. And so just really being able to, to ask questions and think about like, when was, when was the last time that you guys had like an actual conversation? If it's a, a 
conflict between two kids is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. But when was the last time you guys really had a conversation? Um, And what did that conversation feel like to each one of you? And then really, at what point um, can we work toward restoration Mm -hmm. of this relationship? And I see that even more. I'm not going to say more critical, I think that's wrong, but equally critical in in older students Mm -hmm. um, because so often, you know, we're not asking questions and, you know, middle school or high school students, we're just address the behavior, address the behavior, but they've got so much on their hearts that they probably desire to share and that are impacting, you know, their actions that we do have to, and they're going to withhold more. So we we really do have to dig, and those questions are powerful. I love that. I love that too, and I think as parents, you know, that's the that's the thing we don't want to do when we're upset. Like we don't we we just there there's there's an anger factor there. Mm -hmm. There is there's a reaction there, and so stopping to really ask questions and hear about the heart. But that's why you're so effective because. I love that word restorative. I mm-hmm. mean, that is beautiful, Bethany, because those kids walk into your office, they feel that that tone mm-hmm. as opposed to, okay, you have messed up. This calls for punishment. Mm-hmm. It's more like, how can I help you be better? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so yes. do we do that as parents? Is that what our kids hear from us? Is that th- what they hear from us? And maybe it's just, you know, as parents taking a time out until you can have that tone, because yes. I think that's absolutely, that's so beautiful. That philosophy is really good. I think so many times we confuse discipline with um, punishment. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of training, you know, disciple, disciple. Yeah, Yeah. it's all about the training. Absolutely training. And I think too, um, you know, just having like making time for conversations in the home is one of the most critical pieces. I feel like to really being able to discipline Mm -hmm. and. In, the, in regards to training, because when we have those conversations and we really dig in to listen, then we learn so much more about our children um, and what they're bringing home, what they're picking up from all of the different voices that they're hearing at, mm-hmm. at all the different times. It would be amazing if we were the only voices that our children heard and listened to, um, but we're not. And so I think when, um, when we take the time to do that, um, I'll I'll never forget being, um, this was years ago in a different school district, but we had one student who was really, really struggling. And um, as he came out one afternoon, I, I was the one who put him in the car. And I was amazed to open the door and he got in and um, the parent who was picking him up didn't even speak. Hmm. Like they didn't say hello. They didn't say good afternoon. How was your day? Nothing like that. And even at the time, William was very, very young. But I remember thinking, like, what would that be like Mm -hmm. to get in the car after school and not even have someone speak to you? And to be carrying, he'd he'd had an incredibly hard day on that particular day. Mm. Um, And I remember thinking, if only he had if only his home was his soft spot, and it was yes. clearly not. Right. And so the way I looked at him as an educator the next day was very different. Mm-hmm. But it that moment as an educator changed the way I parent because mm-hmm. it yeah. brought to mind that no matter what's happening, being able to give my son complete attention, even if it's just for a minute, will be incredibly valuable to how often he'll bring me things that are hurting Right. If, if I am there to make that connection at some point every day. Mm-hmm. Yes, and making it a point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, Lana, what what was your next question? Well, for kind Beth? of just a follow up with just the the training ideas. Um, what role does positive reinforcement come into play as it relates to discipline? I know some parents uh, will struggle oftentimes with like, oh, I don't want to reward them for doing what they should do. Absolutely, but there is a place for positive reinforcement, right? Absolutely, I think so, one hundred percent. I think about it like this: as an adult, um, I reward myself positively all the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I think well just in regards to this podcast, when Kristen asked me if I wanted to come and do this, I was like, well, if we do that, does that mean we get to go get a soda afterwards? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, then that's my positive reinforcement. (laughs) And so, um, I think that that, I think that when we think about our children as humans, little humans, instead of just, um, our own kids, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense to have that differentiation, Mm -hmm. then, um, I think positive reinforcement makes a ton of sense. I don't usually advocate for, um, like toys and, you know, things like that, um, you know, all the way back to potty training and things like that. Of course, M&Ms and stickers and, you know, we all did that as moms. But um, as far as, um, but that being said, I think that there's a time and a place for everything. And if there is something that um, your child is particularly struggling with um, in regards Mm -hmm. to um, whether it's study habits or whether it's, picking up their room or clearing the table, whatever it might be. Um, But think about, first of all, um, is it something that I can, um, is it something that I can live with until they're able to do it? Like, Mm -hmm. can I clear the table until we can make this happen? Or is this, is this a mountain I want to die on at this point? Um, But if it is something that is so important that they learn at this time, then I think it's absolutely okay to reward until it becomes a habit. Um, And so you could say something like, every time you do this, I'll give you a tally or I'll give you a sticker. And once you earn this many, um, then you can earn this toy. Or um, an even better option is earning time. Mm-hmm. or yes. earning um, some sort of um, experience yes. so that that's something that you can do together. Yeah. Um, not too long ago, I was visiting with another parent, and we were talking about something really similar to this. And as um, as the parent talked, it, I started to notice um, just the fullness of the family schedule. And that was something that we talked about, was that there was a chance that the parent's child was really just looking for extra time and extra attention. Mm -hmm. So we talked about a way to build that into the schedule um, and to build that that as as a reward, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's so awesome, time as a reward. Mm -hmm. It takes something from us. It does. You know, that's more of a sacrifice than a little princess sticker. It is. (laughs) But but time as a reward is going to, go further in the long run. Absolutely. And I think back to um, even the, like the love languages and things like Mm -hmm. that, like really thinking about how does, how does your child give and receive love? And then building into that, if your child's love language is gifts, then the princess toy may be exactly what they need. But if your child's love language is um, quality time, then it may be far more about you sitting down on the couch with them for 30 minutes and letting them pick 
whatever television show they want to watch. Yeah, that's that's good. Love languages for sure, because different things communicate Absolutely. to different people. So, so let's just get super practical. Okay. It says we're power tools. Okay. <laughs> so, so tools that you have found helpful, and and again, every child is different. Mm-hmm. We've already established every situation is different. So, different things might work differently for different kids at different times. But in your home, mm-hmm. what are maybe two, three things that were effective? Well, um, when my son was little, um, he is a quality time kind of kid. And so um, timeouts were very effective at our house when he was little, Um, as were written routines. Mm. Um, And this really cut down on a lot of, um, quote, discipline issues that we had at home if it was written out or spelled out very specifically. And so if... If he knew we were going to do this, 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 and this, and then we were going to come home, mm-hmm. and this was our positive reward for getting all of that done, yes. it changed the dynamic of the day completely. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, um, and then I would say um, the wisdom of godly friends. Oh, good. Because um, there's nothing really, no book, no article um, will replace um, your friends and your community praying over the relationship of you and your child mm-hmm. and being able to say, this worked for me, this worked for me, this worked for me. Um, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Mm-hmm. And I think just um, working to build that community of godly moms and dads um, will do so much to build up um, the relationship. Yeah. For my middle school parents out there, what what do you see as effective, some effective tools for addressing middle school needs with discipline? That's a great question. Um, I think I think it goes back to time, and I think it goes back to, um, you know, we always, it seems like so often the conversation goes back to technology, mm-hmm. um, but having time where no one is on their technology. Um, I think family dinners are really important for middle school families, um, and it may not be dinners like at 6 p.m. with um, spaghetti and meatballs and a salad. It may be um, we're driving through, we're going to put it in park for five minutes yeah. while we <laughs> inhale our Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but I think that that connection is such a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and scheduling it, you know, we schedule games and we schedule church and we schedule um, exercise and all of those sorts of things. But scheduling in that family time, I think is incredibly important. Now, this may be a very practical question, mm-hmm. but um, like grounding or Taking a cell phone away Absolutely. or limiting screen time. Do you see those as? I think they're incredibly powerful. Okay. I think it also goes back to what's important to your child at the time. Um, if you have a if you have a child where the Xbox is the thing, then that's your then that's your tool. If you have a, a child where um, hanging out with friends is their thing, um, then that's your tool. Mm-hmm. Um, as um, I, as someone who um, maybe introverted, then grounding may not do anything mm-hmm. for them. Exactly. They but may if, love it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that may be how they actually live their life. Right. Um, but if you have an extroverted child, then grounding and um, things like that, I think are incredibly important. The key, I think, in middle school is that um, you do what you say and you say what you mean. Yes. And so if you say, um, this is the time that you have to be home, then that's the time that they have to be home. Or yeah. if you say you are not allowed to visit this website, right? Then, then that has to be it. And having that conversation and that that um, 
giving them the reasons why to to an extent. I mean, you don't have to right. lecture on it or whatever, but if they know like when when you spend time doing this, this is the change that I see in you and it's not mm. moving you closer to God, it's moving mm. you away from God. Right. And if you can if you can say that, if you can pinpoint it, then I think um that gives them um that gives them the tool to put it in their own tool belt mm-hmm. to where they're like, oh, my parents are disciplining right. and, and I'm receiving that discipline. But eventually maybe they'll be able to look back and be like, oh, this was actually where I grew. Yeah. So it goes point. from discipline to self-discipline. Absolutely. Which is what, mm-hmm. what, what you're you know, and the, and striving for. Yes, mm-hmm. and the question, is this moving me toward a closer relationship with God or further, will be one they will use in college, you know, Absolutely. throughout life. Absolutely. That's, that's a great plumb line to keep in mind to teach them 100%. So Kristen, what, what about you? What's, what's your next question for Bethany? Just knowing that our audience is parents, what advice would you give to a parent that's really struggling with discipline at home? Oh, hit the ground with your knees. I mean, just, just take it to the Lord. Um, I, um, I would also say that as much as our society would love to believe this, it is never a quick fix. Mm -hmm. And, um, and no one is no one promises that us that parenting or disciplining is going to be easy. And so I think sometimes we just have to know we have to know going in that it's going to be a long road, and um, that whatever it is, maybe something that your child struggles with for a really long time. And so um, I think I think it goes back to um, having a community of people that you can be really real with, mm-hmm. that you can receive advice from, that will give godly advice. But just um, remember that um, our children were created in God's image just like we were and that the opportunities for growth that the Lord gave them um, can eventually be the things that God uses to impact the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I think about, um, you know, struggles that I've seen with um, whether it's like attention or maybe um, what's perceived as bossiness, or um, maybe it's, um, you know, somebody who's struggling with their social skills in uh, middle school or early high school. Mm-hmm. And then you look back and you're like, oh, it wasn't actually bossiness. It was that she was getting ready to um, change the world. And that mm-hmm. that bossiness eventually led her to this incredible um, mission opportunity mm-hmm. or you know maybe that social situation um, led them to an incredible following of people who listens to their testimony uh, so those kinds of things um, I think when we're in the weeds of it when yes. we're like oh how am I going to do this one more day or one more minute yeah. then um, that's when it is especially difficult but if we can pull out to the 10,000 foot view and we can look and see what will this look like for the kingdom of God in the future it's wonderful yeah I think um that's great we've talked about um reframing before Mm -hmm. and just reframing those what we perceive as negatives what we perceive as our kid always acting out as actually oh they have presence like they want to be yes. um in front of people that that can be used for the kingdom you Absolutely. know so and then convincing that kid god's given you this special gift so how are you going to use your 
not stubbornness, maybe. How are you going to use your persistence yes. for his kingdom? Yes. I love that 10,000-foot view, which is hard to have Absolutely. sometimes as parents. Absolutely. Um, well, listen, we could talk forever. Bethany's just a wealth yes. of information. Uh, yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> listen to all these wise things coming out of your mouth. So she has not a single note written on her <laughs> on her paper. So that's pretty amazing. So thank you, thank you for letting us it pick your absolutely brain. absolutely my pleasure. Um, I just love, I love how you allude to community too. And we do, that's my hope and prayer. Like, I had chills the whole time you were talking about just... Um, reaching out to people you trust in that community. So it's we, hard work. It's hard. It yes. It's, and it is hard work. And I love that you acknowledge that, that, you know what, it's, it's, it's part of parenting. That's not the, the fun part, but right. it's essential. And it is, it is. And if we, if we want to raise people who truly display the fruit of the spirit, then we have to, we have to train them. We have to discipline them. Mm-hmm. Um, and not like you said earlier, not discipline like, punishment but discipline like training 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 so I think that's a that's a great note to end on and um we know that you out there may have specific discipline needs maybe you've just tried something over and over there's something your kid um, is being defiant on or just an area that just feels like it's never going to get better so that is where we come in as your as your campus counselors um i know Kristen would love to talk you through anything you're struggling with uh, with the little ones and then lana as well or me in the upper school bethany's here as a resource um as well so please please reach out to us and email us with any questions you may have. We hope that this has been a helpful episode and we just thank you again for tuning in. This has been Brooks in third grade. Thank you for listening to Power Tools for Parents. We are so glad you joined us today. Spread the word and be sure to subscribe for more parenting tips to help you along this journey.